Welcome to the Pretty Healthy Family Podcast. We're passionate about helping you restore your metabolism for confidence, energy, and fat loss without giving up the foods you love. We're your hosts, Josh and Brittany. Listen for simple, easy-to-follow tips and strategies that you can start implementing today to get long-term results. We're so glad you're here. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. So... Welcome back to Pretty Healthy Family. <laughs> Welcome back. I saw this email and I'm stealing it. So it's an email from one of the coaches that I follow. And he had some great mental perspectives that are roadblocks to the success that you want to see in terms of your overall health. And I was like, this is gold. <laughs> so I just want to talk through each one and just get your feedback. We can kind of just talk through it. Um, so let's go. The first mental roadblock you still view this as an on or off game. What program should I be on? What diet should I be on? How often do you hear a perspective that, all right, I want to be on a diet. I want to do this or I'm off a diet right now. Oh, I hear that all the time. I mean, people feel like in order to get the results that they want, they need to be on a diet. They need to be following a program. They need to be going to a certain workout regime. Yeah, and it's... (laughs) Again, and then we say this all the time, we hear it all the time, like this needs to be a lifestyle. And if you think of how do you incorporate something into your life, it's often a very slow, gradual approach. It's not an on or off thing. And I think sometimes that whole lifestyle change thing gets thrown around a lot. So people are like, I'm trying to make a lifestyle change. Like that's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So they're overhauling their lifestyle to make this lifestyle change. When the key is actually you need to figure out how to make these healthy habits work within your lifestyle as opposed to overhauling it. Yeah. It's not like I wake up one day like, oh, I'm not a parent today. Oh, today I am a parent. (laughs) No, it's just... How I parent in those small adjustments. And if I were to look at it like that, I'm just trying to make small adjustments. And then over time, again, one of the reasons why we have a six month program is it takes a lot of time to make those small adjustments to your lifestyle to then make it a permanent lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. Number two, you operate as if there's a hidden contract for your actions. So if I do this, then I get this. So If I eat in a 500 calorie deficit every day, I need to see on the scale that a pound has come off the scale. Oh, we see this a lot. That's that's not the way this works. That's not the way your Mm -hmm. body works. It's not the way your life works. Yeah. Or if I do a workout three times a week, I should look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the, (laughs) granted, no one wants to look like him right now, but like 20 years from now, like... It's not a contract. This is, again, an adjustment that you make over time. The body takes a while to adjust. This is not a, if I do this, I need to be guaranteed this result. And I think people oftentimes don't realize that they have that internal contract going on in their mind. And because of that contract that goes over and over in their mind, it makes them want to just throw in the towel and give Mm -hmm. up. But if you can let that contract go and just focus on those simple little habits that are going to get you to your end goal, you'll be far more likely to get there. Yeah. And that's why, again, we're primarily habit focused. So if I had a habit tracker and said, you hit your protein five times a week, that's success. Not do you see bigger muscles in the mirror? Like to me, that's a bonus, but that's not how I dictate success. 
And that's where we, again, need to shift what does success look like. Mm -hmm. Number three, you want there to be a finish line. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just sprint to the finish and the work just stopped? And I, like I, we're in this 21-day fat loss journey, and that's really what many people think is, oh, as long as I do a 21-day fat loss journey, I am good for the rest of my life. No. no. If you didn't change your habits, the weight's coming right back. Yeah. And you also have to think that that finish line is constantly changing because you're mm -hmm. changing as a person. Your life is changing. You're going to move. You're going to get married. You're going to have kids. So every time a new lifestyle thing hits you on the side of the face, you're going to have to make some changes again. And mm -hmm. that finish line is moving. <laughs> yeah. It, it's That's why the goalpost always moves because you're looking at it as this is the next thing. Granted, goalpost moving is a good thing if you're looking at, I had a 200 pound squat and yeah. I want it to be a 210 pound squat, but that's not a finish line. That's a progression. And that's a great, that's a, it's a great way to build healthy habits in your yeah, life. But it's not a finish line. It's the finish line. Here's the only finish line that's successful on my deathbed. I'm going to be seen as a great parent. I'm going to be seen as a great husband who is able to interact with my kids the way I've always dreamed about, which is running around playing soccer with them, picking them up and all the things that I want to be. That's the finish line. Not someone who's hangry all the time. Because not someone who's hangry all the, all the time. time. <laughs> or just spend hours and hours in the gym. Like that's not success in my mind. That's the only finish line that matters. Yeah. All right. Four, you hold on to an identity or a narrative that keeps you stuck. And this is one of the things that I'm trying to work on with a lot of our clients is you see yourself as a fat slob. Well, you're never going to be a healthy version of you if you keep that identity. Mm -hmm. Or I'm a corporate lawyer who cannot like get my 10,000 steps because I need to do this, this, and this. I get it. Your job is a high demand thing. But if you don't start trying to find a way to make certain changes, you're never going to reach that optimum level of health. Mm -hmm. So, so much of that health journey, it's not the, is, is, it's not necessarily the food on your plate. It's not the weights that you lift. It's really the internal weight that you lift off of your identity that you don't need to see yourself as that person. And the reality is you seeing yourself as that person is the biggest roadblock that you're going to need to kind of work through. And there's comfort in seeing yourself as that person. Yeah. That's who you know. That's who your friends know. That's who they're comfortable with. And it's really, that is where the internal internal work is, is letting go of that identity in order to become the newer, better version of yourself. Yeah. And I mean, I, I remember, and this is probably opening up the door to too much vulnerability, but like... <laughs> Brittany is not my first wife. I had a previous marriage and in that divorce, I only saw myself as a divorced man. I saw myself as a failure that led to a lot of actions, which coincide with being a failure, drinking too much, like not hanging out with the right crowd because I saw myself as that. It wasn't until I saw myself as a person who can work on themselves can become a healthier version and i started focusing is worthy of love is worthy of love like that was the gateway that was the mindset i needed to have and i started focusing on what are the things that really align with that ideal version of me 
And then because I focused on those small things, which reinforce this identity that I am a person who deserves love, who deserves a healthier life, that kind of springboarded me to doing more of those activities. And thankfully so, because I got an amazing life because of it. (laughs) But if I never changed that aspect of my personality, of my identity, we would have never met. We would never come together, even if we had met. Yeah. Yeah, because you would have been like, this guy's a loser. (laughs) So you judge yourself when you're not perfect. Here's the thing. I've never been perfect with any diet or workout plan. Nobody's perfect ever. Yeah. It's it's not a thing. (laughs) There's there's progress. Yeah. Progression. And here's the the eye-opening thing that everybody needs to hear is 50% perfect is still progress. <laughs> I can hit my macros 50% of the time. Granted, that progress is a lot slower than what it would have been if it's 70, 80% perfect, mm-hmm. but it's still progress. I know. That guilt and that anxiety you feel when you're not perfect, that's one of the first things that we need to let go because mm-hmm. nobody's perfect. You're not going to be perfect. You need to expect to fail. The more you fail, the more successful you're going to be in the long run. You are not going to be perfect. Yeah, because every time you fail, you have an opportunity to learn what didn't work and how to make if that same opportunity arrived, you know how to do it better the next time. Exactly. And that's like the resilience we all need <laughs> to be consistent five years from now, 10 years from now. You talked about like the, you're going to get married. You're going to have kids. Life is going to smack you in the face one day. You need to learn how to be flexible and adjust which you can't do with a perfect plan. So perfect is never the goal. It's how can I be as flexible as I can be and learn the things that I need to learn to be in any environment and be successful. Yeah, so a lot of it is just shifting your perspective away from that perfection mindset to this is trial and error so I can figure out what works. Yes, so much so. You haven't dealt with emotions of change. Number six, You haven't dealt with the emotions of change. Um, Change is is hard. Like, it's not easy to change. goes back to something we talked about before. I have an identity of who I am. I have certain values that represent that identity. But for me to change means for me to question some of those values. Maybe they look a little bit different. And I'm not emotionally ready for that. I can force myself to eat less. I can force myself to work out. But... If I'm not dealing with those emotions that come with change, I'm just going to gain the weight right back. So, yeah, dealing with the behaviors of change is really, really important. Number seven, you lack patience and have a hard time delaying gratification. People are so impatient. And I'm including myself in this, too. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, we've talked about before... um, rates of fat loss and what we try to get people to start with is a very very slow rate of fat loss that's not even a pound a week for most Mm -hmm. people and having that slow of progress when all through social media i'm like lose 21 pounds in 21 days or get my 90 do 75 hard and your your whole life is going to be changed afterwards and i mean we can't have enough articles which show like, yeah, 90% of diets fail because they weren't able to sustain it. 
a longer term approach is what's going to help you be see the success that you want to see five years from now, 10 years from now. But it's also five years from now, 10 years from now. And that's what we just talked about in the podcast you just you just brought up the one previous to this is if you had started five or 10 years ago, the sustainable approach, you wouldn't be having to start over now. Yeah. And one of the other things I see with patients in a hard time delaying gratification is the frustrating aspect of building muscle is like people say, I'm not consistent. And I feel like a lot of it has to go with like the immediate reward of if I worked an extra hour at work, that could lead to an extra sale or extra promotion. That promotion is very short-term. I can see that in the next 30 days, maybe next 60 days. I do one workout, that's probably not going to equate to a pound of muscle in the next 30 days. I have to do 30 workouts or 20 workouts to see one pound of muscle, which is hardly even noticeable. Mm -hmm. So that's when that value equation where I can't equate the value to strength or the value to eating a little bit less because the reward is just so far away. But like you say, if you did it for five years, you don't really have to worry about it anymore because you've built up so much muscle. You've built up that resiliency to be able to do this in any environment. Yeah. So you need to really be able to hold yourself back from those quick fixes that you know work. Mm -hmm. The problem is they are not sustainable. You can go on the juice cleanse. You can do a severe calorie cut and you can lose the weight. But can you keep it off with those methods? Because if you're listening to this right now, you probably weren't able to. So it's time to take a sustainable approach and imagine had you done this five or ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, number eight, you constantly look for external blame because taking ownership is uncomfortable. This is going to hurt some feelings. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it sucks to admit that you were wrong. It, it sucks to say this is your fault, but this is your fault. You did put the food in your mouth. Granted, so much of this is unconscious. We are in a very... Um, stressful environment where there's a lot of food options that are a lot easier to access than healthier foods. All of that exists, but in the end, it does still come down to you and the choices that you make Mm -hmm. and where you look for comfort or where you look for that fix to wherever you want to go in that direction of life. And not looking deeper deeper into yourself to figure out the core reason why you're making these decisions that are sabotaging oh, yourself. Oh, yeah, that's going to be an even harder conversation. <laughs> because so much, and I mean, we've talked about this, we're in a relationship because we're married. That's great. There's going to be a time when we're not getting along. That's going to create stress. I'm looking for connection. I'm looking for a better relationship with you. But instead of having that hard conversation and facing the facts that maybe this is going to be a hard conversation, maybe I I have to take some blame in this relationship, I'm just going to have a donut or I'm going to have ice cream. I'm going to do this other thing um, because that's an easier solution instead of taking blame and having the hard conversation or looking myself in the mirror and saying... I did this. I'm, I'm a part of this. And because I did this, I can get myself out of it. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's, that is a tough one. Um, number nine, you sabotage as a means of control. This is another one that I, I see often in that, like, 
no one's going to tell me that I can't have this food. I deserve it. And so this is intentionally positioning yourself as a, as the victim, but you're the, you're, you're the hero in your own story, but I deserve this because I've done all this stuff. Great. But you're just sabotaging yourself and you, you just don't want to, you want to have control of your own solution, but you're also saying like, I, I, I'm doing this, this and this, but you're also putting yourself as a victim in that. Mm -hmm. So sabotaging as a means of control. Number 10, the last one, you avoid getting the help you truly need. Again, this goes back to that victim mentality. Like, oh, it's because of work. It's because of family, which I guess because of family is the reason why you've gained <laughs> weight. Like if you were to have, if you were to tell your kid like, hey, I'm overweight and it's your fault. That's not going to go over That's very not gonna go, well. Yeah, I know as a child, I wouldn't want to have that on because my shoulders. Because of your family is the reason why you should want to take care of yourself. Yeah. To be there for them. And so they don't have to make hard decisions for you about how they should take care of you as your health declines. It's mm -hmm. so you have a quality of life to spend with them. Yeah. And we've mentioned this before. Cost is rarely ever the issue because when you look at the average person who's trying to lose weight, it they're spending $500. And a lot of it's like $10 here, $5 here, $100 here. They're spending $500, $1,000 plus dollars every single year. And if weight has been an issue for 5, 10, 15 years, you're spending tens of thousands of dollars over that course of your life instead of maybe a couple grand to get a coach to fix it forever. Mm -hmm. That's when, when you zoom out, what's the better solution? Why don't you just fix the core problem with a coach? Cause that's what coaches end up doing. Fix the core problem to make it go away forever. And then you never see yourself spending another dollar on a quick fad, quick fix diet program. Mm -hmm. By the time you walk away from your time with a coach, you should know exactly what it is you need to do and how to do it to continue to see the progress that you want to see. Yeah. Those are the 10 mental roadblocks we see most often. Um, and yeah, I, this is going to hurt a lot of people's feelings, but it's the conversation we probably need to have. Yeah. All right. Stay pretty healthy. Stay pretty If you know you're ready to lose weight and build muscle while simultaneously improving your relationship with food, but would love some additional support, we're here to help you. We know that dieting too strictly for too long can slow your metabolism and we can help you restore it with our proven PHF method. We've helped hundreds of others reach their physique and health goals without having to give up the foods they love or constantly being on a diet. And we'd love to help you too. Fill out the obligation-free application in the show notes or at prettyhealthycoaching.com.